0: Hi there and welcome to episode 4 of the All About Everest podcast, the 1996 Everest deaths part 2. Last week we covered the spring of 1996 deaths on the south side and today we're going to cover the deaths on the north side and the fall deaths. If you haven't listened to part one, you probably want to do that just because it gives a lot of background information. And here we go. During the 1996 Spring Everest season, four people died on the north side of Mount Everest, which is in Tibet three of those people died during the 1996 Everest disaster, which was that really big blizzard that they had on the mountain, and then another one passed away about a week later, but all of them were on the north face. The three that passed away on the the north side of Everest during the big blizzard, they were all from the Indo-Tibetan border police. Uh, Dorje Morup, Tsawang Paljor and Tsawang Samanla. Tsawang Paljor is known as Green Boots. I mentioned him last podcast episode and then in the podcast episode on the deaths on Mount Everest just because he's one of the more well-known, if you will, famous bodies that are up there. Initially, six people from the Indo-Tibetan Border Police attempted to reach the summit. When it started getting late in the day, three of them went down, but the other three continued to go up. They didn't reach the summit until six o'clock that evening, which is about 345 in Nepal time. There was so much concern because that's when the weather started to go sideways but also the regular turnaround time if you will is about two o'clock in the afternoon. There is conflicting information if they actually summited because visibility had already decreased it was already snowing and they may not have even reached the top but they thought that they did. The last known radio contact that they had with the rest of their team at base camp was that they had reached the summit and then they weren't heard from again. Um, The blizzard got really bad around five or six o'clock and then it cleared up around midnight. The next day, a Japanese uh, group climbed the summit. They may or may not have seen them or encountered them. The Japanese apparently had encountered some climbers, but they didn't talk to them or exchange greetings or anything. So it wasn't necessarily the Indo-Tibetan team. And so no one really knows if they had survived the night or not. What they do know, though, is that all three of them had passed away sometime between May 10th and May 11th. Again, there's a lot of conflicting information that the Japanese and some other teams may have passed them while they were still alive and declined to offer help. It just depends on whose account you read and who you believe. As with anything Everest, there's just lots of information. Some of it may be accurate. Some of it may be not you have to make the decision if, I mean, what you're going to believe and what you think the truth is. So even though the Japanese team initially said they had encountered them, when they got called out for not offering help, they then denied the encounter. Two of the bodies from the Indo-Tibetan police were found the third one. I believe has not green boots, which they believe is Tawang Paljor, has served as a marker for climbers all the way up until twenty seventeen. They think that maybe his body is now covered with stones, but he he's mentioned a lot. Um, I mentioned him in episode two and again last episode, but he's mentioned again and again by climbers throughout the years um, in their books and the retelling of their climbs on Mount Everest. In fact, in 2006, when David Sharp passed away, he apparently passed away next to Green Boots in the little overhang. All three of the indo Tibetan border police that passed away, they believe that they died from exposure and being in the death zone too long. The fourth death on the North Face was Reinhard Vlasic and he died on May 19, 1996. Both Green Boots and Reinhard are mentioned in the book, The Other Side of Everest. And I will include a link in the show notes. Of all of the books about the 1996 Everest climbing season and he died from altitude sickness. So a total of 12 people passed away during the spring season on Mount Everest in 1996. In the fall on September 25th 1996 there were three more deaths for the fall season. Um, Ives Bouchon, Singh Jangbu, and I believe it's Dawa Sharpa, Sherpa. Ugh, pronouncing these names is kind of crazy. They all died on the Lhotse face from an avalanche in Nepal. So that's a total of 15 people for the whole climbing season. And at the time, it was considered the deadliest season the deadliest day and the deadliest year, which since then with the avalanches that took out base camp and also in the Kumbu ice fell, um, those deaths have surpassed all of the 1996 season. The death rate on Mount Everest used to be one in four. And then over the last 20, 30 years, It's 1 in 20. A lot of it has to do with better gear. A lot of people are climbing with support, like Sherpas, fixed lines, oxygen, things like that. And they're doing it in larger groups. Statistically, based on the amount of people who summited during the 1996 Everest disaster and in recent years or past years, The fatality rate was actually really low comparatively, if you look at percentages and things like that. It's really unfortunate that so many people died that year. Looking back, a lot of it could probably have been prevented. One of the things I didn't really discuss, but I think is a big contributor, is Summit Fever. It's basically that feeling that even though you know you probably shouldn't, you're going to do it anyway because you just want to reach the summit. And I think that a few people had summit fever, and that's why they weren't rational and didn't turn around on time. When you want something that badly and you've worked so hard, you've trained for years, you've paid so much money, You just want to do it anyway. The other thing too is when you're in the death zone because the oxygen is so low, you lose all rationality. And I think that that causes people to forget about some of the risks and how you could potentially die. You also have your adrenaline pumping and it's just go time the weather isn't really something that can be predicted eight people died in that blizzard uh back then they had the best ways of forecasting but it just wasn't enough and you know sometimes there are freak storms even though there are people say that say that they knew that the weather was going to turn i just don't think that they knew how fast it was going to go bad. Another thing too is decisions. People made some poor decisions. Maybe even from the very beginning, you had so many people that were inexperienced. Um, you had plans that fell through, like the fixed lines. You had people that weren't very ex- inic- were, that weren't very experienced that maybe shouldn't have gone up. And then people that just they knew better, but they chose to continue anyway. If you look at the South African team, and I mentioned this last episode, they were not well trained, and their leader may or may not have lied about his experience, his permits, who was going. You know, if you don't tell the truth, then. You bring people on with false pretenses that obviously could have contributed to Bruce Herod's death. So I do think that a lot of those deaths could have been prevented. The blizzard, you know, it is what it is. And the other things that happen like avalanches, falls, and altitude sickness. I mean, those are just risks that you're going to face anyway, if you're going to try to summit Mount Everest. Two really good movies about the 1996 spring Everest season were Everest, the movie that came out in 2015, and then Into Thin Air, which is based on the book by John Krakauer. And if you haven't read it yet, you really should. I also recommend that you listen to it on Audible If you're one of those people who don't have the time to read books. Both of those movies, they do have different perspectives. And um, they are as accurate as they can be in what actually happened. Again, there's different perspectives. um, Because of altitude sickness or weariness or exhaustion, you may or may not see things or experience things on Mount Everest that you thought that you did and John Krakar does uh, talk about that in his book. I do think that if you're going to climb Mount Everest you need to have a really good plan. You need to have a really good group of people with you and have the right support. I think it really makes a difference if you live or die. Um, experience I think would be the biggest thing though, if you've never done it before and then you try to, you know, to climb Everest as your first 8,000 meter peak, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure, you know, and so many people, they climb that mountain and, and they have families at home and kids at home and like Rob Hall, his wife was pregnant at the time. And I think you need to consider that. If I was fit enough, I still don't think that I would climb Mount Everest just because I don't want to leave my family behind, you know, but that's my personal opinion. Death is really depressing and this episode and last episode, I mean, that's all that I've discussed and let's face it, death is a reality on Mount Everest, you know, it's always looming there and even though you know reaching the top is triumphant and joyful and thrilling i mean you've reached the top of the world death is around every corner i mentioned back in 2019 that they had found a couple of bodies in between base camp and the south coal it was actually four and after looking into it i do not believe they have been identified yet It could be from a lot of different reasons. Um, It could be, you know, they haven't had a DNA match or no one came forward to see if there was a match. It could be a lot of different reasons. Um, But if I hear anything else, I'll definitely let you know. I wasn't sure until today what next episode is going to be about, but I think it'll be about the problems and controversies on Mount Everest. It's not really something that people talk about, but there are a lot of issues, including overcrowding, trash, even theft. I know I do want to put together a bonus episode with all the verbiage. You know, not everybody knows what the Khumbu ice fell is or what a belay is or a crevasse, but next week's episode's definitely gonna be about the problems. The episode after that will be about George Mallory including if he actually reached the summit or not, so stay tuned for that one. I do wanna try to get some people on for interviews, but the climbing season is fast approaching and all of the people I want to interview, I think are going to be on the mountain this climbing season, so we'll see about that. Let me know if you have any Suggestions, thoughts, anything like that. We're on social media at All About Everest Podcast. Uh, You can follow us there or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and follow so that we can continue to put out great content. I am your host, Pauline Reynolds Nettle, and I will hopefully see you next Wednesday. I'm going to try to get the podcast episode loaded early Wednesday morning. But I've been so busy and I'm taking care of my father-in-law. So it's just one of those things. Until next time.